0: Welcome back to that rugby podcast. You are joined by myself and QZ. Good Hugh day, good day. Wow, what hey, a mate. week of footy, my friend! What a week of footy. I'm I'm mm. ripping the Moana Pacifica jersey, yeah, but it's for our Pacifica brethren because I don't have yeah. a drew to one, but I'll try and get a drew to one and uh, a yeah. holder one because of what a weekend it was.
1: Yeah, an incredible weekend. Not so great for our teams. Sorry, just give me a second. I think I've got a jersey here. Just give me a, just give me a second here. And I'll I'll wrap one for our Fijian brethren. <laughs> no, nope. no, no, that's not it. That's my uh, that's my Western Force jersey. Don't want to wear that one. <laughs> Melbourne Rebels jersey. No, don't want to wear that one. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: that's a good look on you, my friend. For those who uh, what listen to us, he's uh, got a brown paper bag. Tied around them with the word Fiji on it.
1: Uh, it's a Fiji Enduro jersey. Okay, thank you. Oh, custom, cust- sorry, custom-made yeah, custom Fijian jersey. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a bespoke, reusable, environmentally friendly Fiji Enduro jersey.
0: Uh, nice, nice. Are you yeah. going to have that on for the whole episode?
1: Oh, uh, no, uh, probably until I get <laughs> sick of holding it up, because it's not attached to me in any way. I'll see oh how long I last with it, though. You know? <laughs> but yes, I, I, I mean... My girlfriend makes me wear a paper bag over my head anyway, so this is nothing new for me.
0: <laughs> nothing new, new.
1: Only when we're out in public, though, so no one knows who I am.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, I'd do the same. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. What a, what you What a at the rugby, actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I put a, <laughs> put a
0: bag over your head and and let yeah. you out when
1: you needed a brief. Um, yeah, so not the best week for our teams, but I think, no. fair to say, a great week for Super Rugby overall.
0: Yeah, I um, couldn't argue more with that. Uh, obviously, our team's both losing, and uh, your Waratahs against the Rebels, my Hurricanes against the Blues, and we'll touch on those games later, but mm-hmm. for the competition, um, stunning, stunning rounds, yes. I would say. Um, Pretty amazing, I, yeah. I... I may have been bold enough to say we, we said it was going to be stock standard round with, you know, the Crusaders going over to Fiji and beating the Drua But I did state, and I've chucked, you yeah. know, I chuck a lot of things out there. There's no lies. like <laughs> yeah. my, my hit rate may be low, but I do sometimes chuck things out there and it sticks. You miss comes...
1: 100% of the shots you don't take, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> and And I
0: miss a lot. But sometimes yeah. I do make a shot, and I made a shot last year when I said, "Watch out for the Cowboys because Todd Payton's a good enough coach to do things," and he got them yeah. there. And I've said it again. I said going to Fiji is no easy place to play,
1: yeah.
0: and the Crusaders went to Fiji and found that out firsthand. So I mean, let's let's start with that game twenty five twenty four. Jura over the, the Crusaders, and to be fair, sh- should have been more, because they were up 22-12 at a point, or twenty four yeah, 22-12 at a point. Crusaders, I think it was like six minutes left, worked their way back in, scored yeah. a try of about three minutes left to make it uh, 22-24. Um, Fiji managed, no, actually it must have been less, it must have been a minute left on the clock, because yeah. kickoff dropped the kick off the Crusaders... Uh, and the Fijian juror managed to get a penalty from the ensuring ins, uh, phase play, and then a, a clutch kick. I mean, it's not a it's not a big kick, a twenty five meter kick straight in front, but a clutch kick to win the Fijian uh one of the most famous victories ever. And I want to say there's a lot of talk, and like you know, someone commented on one of our Instagram posts that you know this was a B team Crusaders team. It wasn't like yes, they were missing Richie Moonga missing Will Jordan, who are, I think by far their two best players, but they had Sam Whitelock, yeah. they had Reese, Braden Enor, um, I believe Blackadder, they had George Bauer, there was enough All Blacks there to get the job done and job they did not get.
1: Exactly, and uh, worth noting, it was Kemu Valatini who kicked the uh, winning penalty goal. Debut game as well, so despite, even though it's an easy kick, in your debut game, your first game in Super Rugby, and he's 28 years old, right, so he's had yep. a bit of a journey to get actually even into the super rugby level. So you can imagine the immense pressure on him there, you know, younger brothers of Wallaby, a uh, very successful rugby player. You've taken the longer road to get up to the super rugby stage. And then the entire rugby world's eyes are on you. Um, when you had the chance to beat the crusaders in Fiji and, uh, he did not, he did not blink. Um, which, you know, they're only automatic, if you kick them, you know, they're yep. only a hundred percent of you kick them. So, you know, uh, yeah, very, very well done there. Um, and, yeah, look, everyone loves to see the Crusaders lose. We said this in round one. Everyone loves to see the Crusaders lose. So it's a great, great week when the Crusaders lose. Um, just and the atmosphere in Fiji, I mean, I, as we sort of said last week, particularly yourself, it was just... Amazing. There are people holding up children over the fence to see, people going nuts in the stand, just absolutely packed out and in incredible atmosphere.
0: I, I, I want to say, uh, someone, I know, obviously, I, I've said this before, Super Round should go to Fiji. They should do a Super Round in Fiji. Someone's actually tweeted it, and maybe I need to get on Twitter mm. because someone's tweeted it and said there should be a Bull around where they play free games at where they played that one. Sorry, I don't know where yep. it is, and then free games in Suva and it would over the Easter holiday. And I think yeah. that just, you get world rugby, and even even if they don't do it next year, they should definitely plan for it, upgrade the stadiums, like, you know, spend some yeah. world rugby money that it makes, upgrade the stadiums, and make it yeah. a big event yearly. You would get international tourists going to Fiji, I reckon, to watch a super round or yeah. a bull around. I just think that, that they deserve it. Like, everything yeah. they've shown us so far. I also want to give a, a, a massive... Um, I guess, I don't even know, a uh, praise to to Fijian rugby. When Fijian rugby entered the NRC comp with, uh, I don't know if it was called the Dura team then, but it was f- the the Fijian team that they entered that comp. After about three years, they were competitive. And yeah. we're seeing the second year. I, we just knew, I just, it's just, it, it, someone said it, it's surprising how long it took New Zealand rugby or Super Rugby, Sansa, to get involved with Fiji and... The fact that it's taking this long is a little bit disgusting because yeah. they deserve, they should have had a team much earlier than this. That's all I'm
1: saying. 100%. you actually said last year, like, it was probably going to be a year or two before the um, Fiji, Endura, and Moana Pacific started becoming competitive. And we even, we've seen it this year, right? Uh, the f- opening game against each other was uh, amazing. Uh, against the Waratahs last week, my Waratahs, Fiji had a very strong opening, a very strong opening, 60 minutes in fact, uh, where it was all tied up at 17 apiece, and then sort of a bit of an implosion and brain explosion there. The final the scoreline, I think, doesn't just uh, do justice to how well Fiji played there. And now this one uh, here, beating the Crusaders, it's just um, just amazing stuff from the Fiji endura and. Uh, it's Moana Pacifica even had a pretty close game this week against the Western Force.
0: Yes, uh, yes they did. So let's get into the first game of the round was actually the uh, Chiefs versus the Highlanders, which mm. Chiefs took care of business, twenty-eight to seven. Highlanders improved, but still, to me, uh, a, a step off the mark of the New Zealand teams. Um, I just we said at the start of the season, I don't think the talent's there, and I think they're showing us in this free game some good character to Mm. come back from, you know, two big um, drummings and beat compete against arguably the best team in the comp right now in the Chiefs, Uh, but I still think they're a long way off the standard of a finals team, and it still annoys me that we've got eight teams that could make the final because the Highlanders um, could start off poor again and, and like we saw last year,
1: make it with a losing record. All right, now I'm going to ask you a question, and I have seen your power rankings, and I want you to talk about this for me. Are the Highlanders the worst team in Super Rugby right now?
0: If if uh, if they were playing Moana Pacifica tomorrow, my money would be on the Highlanders. However, through the first three weeks, they've looked like the worst team. Now they've had, they've quite clearly had the hardest schedule, I think. Mm-hmm. But if, if my money was on tomorrow, I would say I would put money on the Highlanders, but. To answer your question, yes, they are the worst team in the comp. From the first three weeks, what I've seen, they're the worst team in the comp. Even Moana Pacifica, now you look at it and you go, okay, Highlanders, and again, it's hard to compare things, but Highlanders, you know, lost to the Crusaders by 50. Fiji just beat the Crusaders by, you know, one. Moana Pacifica lose to the Dura by two. Force, Moana Pacifica lose by three. I think, yeah, I, I the way I've said it is the only way I can explain it, that... You tell me who you're picking to in the game tomorrow, I'm picking the Highlanders. But to answer your question, yeah, I think wiener Pacifica are a better team than the Highlanders from those first three games.
1: Yeah. Their performances in the first three weeks have been better than the Highlanders' performance. But if it was a one-on-one matchup, it might be... The the Highlanders would probably have the the victory over... I guess I would also take into account where they play. You know, if yeah. they're playing in Dunedin, they would say Highlanders. If they are playing... Uh, I don't even know where Moana Pacifica's home stadium Smart. is. I, yeah, uh, I would You maybe swing a little bit to Moana Pacifica, but I think, yeah, I would say one-on-one Highlanders probably take the cake there, but it, I think it would be very close. I think it would be very close.
0: But saying that, saying that, Moana Pacifica, again, we can see can upset teams. Other than mm-hmm. looking at the schedule at the moment, I would uh, – the force haven't looked great, but they've won two games, so I'd go the force mm. probably over the Highlanders. I really yeah. still don't like the Reds, but even the Reds looked a lot better improved the past two weeks. Yeah. Drewer on their day, I think easily beat the Highlanders. And then you look at the Tars, who are the next team I still think have, uh, have got more talent than the Highlanders. So... Yeah. Realistically, you're looking at the Force, Mine, and Pacifica, and those two teams, and that's where the Highlanders are at the moment. That's where they're sitting around that tenth mark, which I don't, I don't think they'll make the finals. I really don't. Um, from the start, no. uh, second game, shall I let you take it away, my friend?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, speaking of the Waratahs, Rebels versus Waratahs. Now, as a Waratahs fan, this game was hard to watch because. It was really a lot of silly Waratahs mistakes and a little bit of unlucky refereeing. I might chuck that out there, um, <laughs> but there was there was it, it, overall though. I still think the Rebels deserve to win this game, and I think that's a good thing. And that's why I said at the top of this episode, it was a good round for Super Rugby because even though the Waratahs lost, the Rebels are looking uh, they, they've looked decent over the first first couple of weeks, you know, um, and particularly this performance against the Waratahs now as well. The Waratahs just have just spent two weeks in Melbourne. That's enough to sap the will to live from any regular human being. So there was that. There's that to take into account as well. Like you couldn't even go back home, see your families, remind yourself what it's like to have a coffee with real milk and not oat milk um, or soy wrong with or almond. oat
0: milk flat white, my friend. I'm an no, oat milk not, guy. I'm an oat no, milk
1: guy. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with it, but, you know, you don't want people to look at you like you've just murdered Bambi when you ask for a regular milk <laughs> cappuccino, you know?
0: Fair enough. I'm not that's, committing that's genocide the, you know, by having
1: cow milk, you know, and a lot of people, <laughs> so, you know, that's just that's milk for you. Though. Anyway, uh, but the Rebels actually looked like a decent team, which is great to see after being a bit of a joke in the competition uh, the last few years. Um, yeah. I think the white Tars are keenly feeling the loss of Angus Bell. Uh, I think Tom Lemmett's doing a good job, but it's just yeah, Angus Bell pro- just provides so much to, to that team. I think as well, the back line has still got some work to do to mold into what it should be. You know, there's a lot of like Ben Dancer would have been all off season playing. It was, it was, it was, uh, practicing fly half and now he's become the starting fullback, you know. Uh Tane Edmed is very young and it's still got a lot of growing to do, still a bit of a couple of mistakes in his game. And Max Jorgensen's is, you know, what, 18, 19. So there's it's a very youthful backline and still got a lot of work to to do to get up to speed. The Ford pack is solid-ish, but it's just again, it's just they've got some growing to do still. I think myself and a few other people were a bit too high on the Waratahs based on sort of the way they closed out last year. Uh, and you know, a little bit of roster turnover, a little bit of you still in this team. They still need to, still need to grow. Um, and so they're not going to be the, one of the, you know, top teams like we, uh, you know, one of the top four teams by, by the end of the season, maybe, um, well, at least they don't look at it at this stage. They still have to grow into that. Like we might think they start, they'll finish strong and wind up in that position. Uh, but they've got some growing to do between now and then luckily it's a long season.
0: Yeah, I'm not too worried about your Waratahs, to be honest. I, I look yeah. at it, um, and like you've said many things, I don't think their stars have fired yet, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I what we watched the Brumbies game, they dropped enough chances to, like, win that game. So you yeah. take that and you go, yeah, there's positives there. The Dura, they put together one decent 40-minute performance. I know it was against, you know, 13 men and some mind-bogglers, um, but... Yeah yeah there was some good performance there, there was a good enough a performance for me to say that they've got it in their um, locker and like you said against the rebels I've picked the rebels as a as a as a top team and I think they again they their first three rounds have showing me that they're they're a good team so I think I think they'll get into it it's it's going to be interesting now how they come back they've shown as well what what which has impressed me the two games that they've lost They've scored on the battle to give themselves a bonus point, and, and especially against that Rebels one, there they took away a bonus point, which yeah. impresses me. That's the never give up attitude you'll get with Darren Coleman teams. So, hundred percent. I'm not too worried. I think they'll they'll. They'll get themselves into a playoff spot and they're a dangerous team because I think if they get it going and momentum, like we've said with these rules, they're a hard team to stop. So I'm not too worried. Uh, maybe two, three more losses. I know they've got the Hurricanes and then I don't know who they've got after that, but a couple of hard games. I think they might even have the Chiefs. So you want to mm. take at least one more game out of there. Um, but it's it's going to be a tough ask. Um, but, yeah, I'm not too worried about the Tars.
1: Yeah, look, they've got time to, to grow. Um, yeah, you're right. The next two are going to be tough: Hurricanes and Chiefs. And I think um, they're playing. Hurricanes they playing, is in Wellington. Yeah, I was going to say is in Wellington. They have got the Chiefs at home, but that's still going to be a tough, very tough ask, um, given how the Chiefs have looked. Uh, but yeah, they have, they have time to have time to to grow. Um, and yeah, look, I, another a, a game against when are they? They play after the Chiefs, they play the Brumbies. So rematch against the Brumbies would be, so yeah, they've got three tough games in a row So against three of the top teams of competition. And then after that, they've got a break. Then they've got the Force, who they should win. The Blues is another tough one. Highlanders, they should win that one. Before we go too deep into this, before we go too deep
0: into your Waratah season. So the next three games, let's just focus on that and then they get the break. Is that right?
1: Yes, they get the yeah. break. So they've got they've so got the Hurricanes, Hurricanes, the Chiefs, Chiefs and Chiefs. the
0: Brumbies. The way I see this, the Hurricanes, Chiefs, and Brumbies, if they want to be a top four team, they've got to win three games. If yeah. they want to be a top eight team, they've got to win two or one. If they are going to struggle to make the top eight, they won't win any. Again, they can still yeah. make the top eight without winning any, but they need to take at least one or two to to go. Two, they go, you know, fifth, sixth. One, they go seventh, eighth. All three, they can still be a top four team in my eyes. Yeah. So 100%. I mean, Next three games important for them, not the end of the world if they lose all of them because they can still come back. Again, eight teams make the playoffs, stupid rule, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, Hurricanes versus Blues, uh, obviously Hurricanes, my team. I'm not overly disappointed, a shocking first half. What I'm actually really interested in, and I don't know how to say this, I I don't know if the Blues will be more disappointed actually in this result. They got the win in Wellington Country, fine, but being up 22, I think it was seven at halftime, to now, you know, this is two games in a row. Last week they didn't score any points in the second half. This week they only scored three points in the second half. So, you know, 80 minutes of second half footy to only score three points will have the Blues yeah. worried and the Blues fans worried. So the Hurricanes came back and this well.
1: Isn't... Hurricanes without Ardi Savir as well. Missing the best player in the world. So I'm not... I'm According not, to the sports rankings, yeah. Yes. The number one sports player of the year, 2022.
0: Exactly. So I'm not too bothered with the loss. Obviously, you want to take a win when you're playing at home against a good blue side um, and when you have opportunities to. But I can sit there and go, you know what? It doesn't crush my soul that we lost like that. I think the first half, disappointing. But I think, yeah, there's, there's definitely... I'm not too worried. Um, the Brumbies twenty three, the Reds seventeen, these yeah. these two are always derby games I've worked like yeah. what is it like the past like eight meetings haven't no team has won by more than seven points. I look Some I would not I wouldn't like doubt
1: that. that. I wouldn't doubt that because yeah, these these teams uh both consider themselves I guess the cream of the crop in Australian rugby. Um, you know, cream floats to the top, or in the case of the Reds, something else floats to the top. <laughs> um you know, uh yeah, it's always a tough game. I think they match up just so well uh, on paper uh, when you think about these teams. You know, both have got a uh, young half, you know, a fly half in the case of the Brumbies, half back in the case of uh, the Reds. Well, They've young got,
0: fly half in the Reds at the moment. Uh, yeah, uh, that's Tom, true as well. Tom, I can't pronounce his last name. Lay, Lay, l-
1: l- look. I'm, I'm terrible with pronunciation as well, so don't ask me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, you don't know how long it took me to get Noonga Nitawase. Like, that was, like, in the mirror. <laughs> but like, now look at staring you. Staring at myself. Yeah, I say it three times in a row when I grow an afro like him. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's... Um, it was... It's always a tough game. Like, I remember a couple of years ago during COVID when they had the final against each other, that was pretty a pretty exciting game uh, to witness. And... Yeah, look, it's just the, the Brombies still look like the, the team to beat. You know, narrow wins like this, you still take them and it's you know, they're showing that they can they they won a narrow game at the beginning of the season against the Waratahs. They had a a big game against the Blues last week, big game against the Reds here. They keep squeezing out these wins against top teams and that's what you want. You know, you you, you you'll take that, right? 100%.
0: Yeah. And I, how do you L Y N A G H?
1: Okay, wait. I'm gonna to need to say Let's it
0: type again. L Y N A G H.
1: Oh, uh Lina. Is it Lina? Yeah, Lina, because it's Welsh, I believe. All right. Tom Lina. Yeah.
0: Again, if we're butchering that, let us know.
1: Yeah. Um, I believe I believe it's Lina. That's that's how I would pronounce it anyway. As someone with some Welsh heritage.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you as well. The Brumbies finding ways to win. It's impressive at the moment, free from free. Um, definitely putting their hands up again for another finals run. Oh, yes. Last game, as you let go of yawn, um, last game was a yawn. It was That's me forced. just
1: yawning at the, the Brumbies. Yeah. This, this is the thing about the Brumbies. It's not that exciting, the rugby. Well, some of it is, but it, it's just so methodical, you know. That, that, it just puts me and the opposition to sleep. But, hey, they fucking win, so...
0: And this game could put you to sleep as well. The Force versus Pacific Pacifica it was a shocking game, but uh, the Force come away with a 21-18 win. Yeah. Uh, I think, and again, it's not... I think Minor Pacifica are going to end up in a couple of those games where it's like a tussle, because at yeah. the moment, they're just not quite at that level where they can. I don't want to say it's big things. It's yeah. the little things. It's like, like the, the game against the Brumbies, I reckon last year they, they'll have games like that where they do beat teams off skill yeah. and ability, but there'll be games where they just have to fight a win out, and Aaron Major yeah. will be coaching them to do that at the moment, yeah. and they'll get there to that ability where they can beat teams, but right now it's a let's make it messy and let's keep in this fight and for as long as we can, and they did well against the force but came up short. So what we're going to do, first three weeks down, we're going to give you three yeah. things that impressed us both. I'm going to start... Um, now impressed us. Just anything that stood out, should I say? I've mm-hmm. got the Crusaders. Now, obviously, uh, one and two record, uh, mm-hmm. one win, two losses.
1: Certainly stands out. You know, like the uh, like a pimple on the nose, or uh, or a crab in the pubes. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yes.
0: Now, am I worried about the Crusaders? Yes and no. Now. I think they have definitely taken a step back this year. Yeah. Um. So I did the stats because what I've noticed, especially, is they're leaking a few more points than a Crusaders team normally would. Normally, you see mm. a Crusaders score the opposition isn't scoring more than twenty. So in twenty twenty, to start off the season, they conceded twenty five points in the first game, fifteen points in the second, and eight in the third for forty eight points. Yep. So 48 points across three games. 2021, it was 13, 16, 17 for 46 across the board. 2022, it was 32, 19, 12, mm. which was 63. This year, it's 31, 15, 25 to mean 71 points this year. So the past four years is the most points have gone up in the first three rounds. Yeah, In the first three rounds last year, they played the Hurricanes and gave up 32 yeah. And the Chiefs this year gave up 31. They won against the Hurricanes, so they scored 42. Mm-hmm. And the second round this year, uh, year, they played the Highlanders, gave up 15, played the Highlanders, gave up 19 last year. Win wasn't so impressive. Yeah. And then their third game, a loss against the Drua in Fiji, 25, they gave up this year. Last year it was against Moana Pacifica where they only won 33-12 after Moana Pacifica had had a whole bunch of COVID issues. So obviously there's an issue there with defence, However, I look at those first three games last year. They won them. They weren't impressive. Like, yeah. they bet the Hurricanes by flow. 10. They bet the Highlanders by, like, 20, and it was an impressive win. And then they only bet the Pacifica by 21 after they'd come off, you know, their issues. So I yeah. sit there and I go, we're all going to sit there. and every, I mean, we as in super rugby, rugby, you know, journalists, rugby commentators, rugby content creators, and probably right off the Crusaders. But don't. Don't yet. Yeah. Because... I think they will improve. They'll make the finals. Do not doubt that. They will make the finals. And I think they can, when they get it right, we saw in last year's grand final, they'll win games. So they just need to get a couple of things right, and I think they'll be back together. So that was my first point.
1: Do you think, I mean, last year, obviously they didn't play the grand final at home, but do you think this could drop them down to a third or fourth place by the end of the season where for a semi final they're not at home and i i, I don't actually, think
0: they'll finish top 2 anymore i think yep. i think chiefs brumbies blues are, are your, your top, top two. Three. um look at yeah, the look, top two contenders top yeah. two contenders and then i think uh hurricanes crusaders um are probably your top 4 contenders like you know all those yep. four will be contending when it comes to the right time so yeah i don't think i don't think they'll finish top 2 i still think you give them a one-off game, go traveling anywhere. The way they travelled to that final and won, uh, I just, I couldn't, I can't not still think that yeah. they've got something in their locker. Um, my friend, what is your first impression or first thing that stood out
1: from the first three well, rounds? It's amazing that we were just talking about where we think teams will finish and also uh, who's going to be our top teams. My favorite thing about these first three rounds has been uncertainty. Has been uh that's four. I was about to say it's three syllables, but it's four, uh, uh, you know, uh, uncertainty, who are the good teams? Who are the, who are the actually good teams? Like the top four, top two teams, you know, uh, who are the bottom four teams? Well, we know one really the Highlanders, all right? Maybe two, Moana Pacifica, right? But other than that, you've got this whole great middle of the field There's teams that could finish anywhere, from third to ninth right that's why i said earlier the rebels beating the Waratahs this week is a good thing for super rugby as a whole you know it means that hey this might be the year the rebels finally play uh, in some finals uh, you know the fijian dura how how good can they be they've got all the physical tools in the world right when you're battering lockie swinton into the dirt right you're having a pretty good go of things right when you're beating the crusaders you're doing pretty well uh, they've got all the physical tools, but can they put it together with the technique? Um, you know, even the, the Queensland reds, right. Thrashed in week one, absolute, uh, biblical stomping of the Western force in week two, and then a narrow, uh, loss against the Brumbies who are one of the top teams right now in week three, you know, you could easily make an argument for why they're the fourth best team, but you, I could also validly here arguments for why they're the eighth best team. Right. Uh, there's, there's, even my own Waratahs, right? They're one and two at the moment. They could easily be three and oh, if, uh, if the run of the ball was a little bit different, there's all, they could be oh and three, you know, it's, it's just so much uncertainty. The hurricanes as well. How good can they be? How do they, how are they going to match up against, um, you know, some of the other uh, really great teams as well? It's, it's great. You know, we saw them narrowly go down to the blues, missing their, um, their, their, Beating heart and soul of the team, and uh, your heart inside of your body, <laughs> yeah, Artie Savia. So it's just fantastic. Now we talked last week about huge score lines. This week was we saw a bit of a recession in the score lines, but it was still an exciting round, nonetheless. You know, uh, looking at this, just a rough average point scored per game. It'd be something like I think around twenty points per team, so around forty points per game would be about the average, I think, just based on my. Sixty-eight
0: was the round two.
1: Yeah, What's so I think this week so is a drop-off drop right. in points, big drop-off points, but still exciting games, which is what you want, right? Um, so that's what I like, is that they, it seems like we have a competition of uh, 10 out of 12 teams that could all validly make the finals. You know, there's two teams that we probably say right now, Moana Pacifica and Highlanders, that more likely than not, they're not going to make it, right? Even the Western Force, maybe, but you, you never know. Like, they, they, they're trending towards not making it. But Definitely. the rest, of, uh, the the rest of the teams you could see, uh, making it into the finals, which is exciting. It's exciting to see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, funny thing is, like like we say, we're counting Minor Pacific and 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 the Highlanders out, but because of the eight finals, as, as critical as I've been, the eight spots, anyone could still make it. Like the Highlanders yeah. could go on a run. There's 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 a belief in me that this season could be one of those seasons where a team gets hot. And they end up in that eighth position. You know, Moana Pacifica win three games in a row and all of a sudden they're in that eighth spot. So, yeah, I wanted to also, my second point was round three specifically. So, in mm. round one, the margin of victory when we added them all up was 110 points. So, six games, 110 points, just under 20 points per game, um, the margin of vict- victory. So, about 18-ish. Mm. Uh, the round two was 151, obviously helped by a 51-point win for the Reds. Yeah. Um, in round three, the margin of victory, 44 across all the games. So, you know, like that's pretty good, especially when you count that the Chiefs bet the Highlanders by 21, and so that's half of yeah. the points right there. We had some tight games, like you said, and I think there's so much... Like oh, like I said, you could point out and you could take a shot. You know, I, I took a shot with the Dura like said, look, you don't, don't trust anyone when they go to the Fiji because it's going to be hard yeah. to win there. I think you could say and make an argument in a shot for any team like, oh, the Brumbies are just the most consistent team. And you go, well, it's, it's not easy to go out to Perth. That's two teams that have gone out to Perth and lost now. Mm. Um, although they were close games, they've still two games at Perth. If the Reds start to spark... There's no stop in the Reds. They can put on 71 points. So yeah. you can make an argument for every team to win any game. Like you could sit there and go, Mariner Pacifica against the Chiefs. You know, like say they were playing this week, you could make enough of an argument to go, Mariner Pacifica could win this game. So yeah. I just thought that was a fantastic look for rugby for for the third round.
1: All right. Well, my uh, my second point is sort of they're all. I think that we're all pretty similar in our points about what's been, been great about Super Rugby this year. My second team point is that the New Zealand teams look mortal, even. But, and I put a caveat on here, but they still seem to have the edge over the Aussie teams, right? So, uh, you know, the Brumbies obviously got a great win over uh, the Blues, uh, but uh, we saw, we've also seen uh, the Hurricanes beat the Rebels, and I feel Hurricanes like I'm missing the Reds. Sorry, beat the Reds, sorry. Uh, and yeah, the, to beat the Rebels Reds as well. and the Rebels. The so. Rebels and the Reds. So, but even then, you know, against the Rebels, it was not as probably a big of a victory as the Hurricanes would have liked. Um, and I think the Reds' win was pretty significant. So 47-15. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but, it, it, but still, so. in those. It, so, you know, New Zealand teams are one and, no,
0: yeah, two one and one. two.
1: Uh, two and one? Well, New Zealand, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah you, you New be, Zealander, so I'd say two yes. and one. You'd say yes. one and two because you're... A... Yeah, yes. <laughs> no, no, I, I forget. I, forget I, I was counting the Rebels win as a loss for the Hurricanes. Sorry. Uh, they are... Yeah, New Zealand teams are two and one against Aussie teams, right? But uh, the two two victories against the Rebels and the Reds. Yeah. So, no, it's like... It's, 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 it's tight. It's not what we saw two, three years ago. New Zealand teams never lose their game to an Australian team, right? These are yeah. genuine contests. It's... I think it's a little bit, I think New Zealand's been a little bit disappointing this year. I mean, some of the New Zealand teams have been a little bit disappointing apart from probably the chiefs. I'd say the rest of the Zealand competition in terms of the standard that they hold themselves to, they still look very good, but New Zealand rugby holds itself to a standard of what we saw. Was it two years ago, three years ago where they didn't drop a single game to an Australian team. That's the standard they hold themselves to. Wow.
0: Well, right? yeah, I agree. I'm not, I'm not sitting here going to disagree with you. And I, recently just dropped the five worst moments in Wallaby's history on our YouTube, and the 40-game um, losing streak was in there for the Super Rugby teams. I yeah. think this is the more realistic world, though. Yes, like, New is. Zealand rugby isn't as good as it was during that period. Like That was yeah. our golden generation of rugby. Like We were unbeatable up until 2019. Like It was just you bet the All Blacks or you bet a Super Rugby team it was impressive because yeah. that's how good New Zealand rugby was. So I, I, I see what you're saying and I don't disagree that they are looking more mortal. It's just I think we are more mortal. I think there's – Yes. Uh, uh, and I actually had a had a nightmare the other night um, thinking about who's going to play first five after Richie Mwanga and, and Bowden Barrett and Mack go because they're all similar age and there's mm. uh, Ada Morgan coming through but there's not a lot where I was like, you know, gave me a like – we're going to win multiple World Cups with this guy yeah. leading us. Um, so welcome, yeah. welcome to my life. Yeah, uh, <laughs> searching, searching for a first five, my friend. Yeah.
1: Look, it's 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 the whole. It's it's basically like dating. You know, you're searching for a ten, and you just can't find one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're going to have waiting to just wait to just wait to see if I get attacked with a knife here in a second. <laughs> um, it's just no. it, it is. It, I think you're right. It is more realistic. But I think New Zealand rugby like a New Zealand fans will probably be thinking, um, you know, what's happened. And I think we, with quite a constant view of rugby, know what's happening, you know, aging, uh, aging players, people moving on to greener pastures, getting more money and things like that. Um, But it makes for more exciting, super rugby, which is why I like it. Right. And it's not to say that New Zealand teams are bad. By any means, it's and it's that's why I think it's and why I'm saying is the New Zealand teams look more mortal. I don't think the Australian teams have improved that significantly. though. I think they have improved, particularly the Brumbies, but I don't think they've improved such a step that it could account for the full narrowing of the skill gap between the teams. Now, I think it's a combination of both the Australian teams improving and the New Zealand teams just sort of aging and just taking that little half step back. 100%
0: couldn't agree more. My final thing that stood out from. Uh, the first three rounds. I've got four players' names here: two Australian, two mm. New Zealander that have really stood up for me. And you could put the whole Jura team in there for for the way yeah. they played. But uh, Bobby Valentini has played probably some, again kept just his form up from last year. Is an absolute yeah. menace in the number six jersey.
1: For he's so young as well. Like you know, he's only twenty four. Yeah,
0: he is ridiculous. So uh, I can see big things for him. Another yeah. young um, player who's putting his stamp on. I think the fullback position is Jordan Petire. He has been outstanding for the Reds. Every single statistical game, even in that Hurricanes loss, he ran for like over 90 meters in every game. He's breaking in two tackles at least every game.
1: It's good to look. It's he's he's a player that I think has suffered from too much talent, and no one's been sure what to do with him. And he just needs someone to say, "You're a center. You're a fullback. You're a wing," and just. Play just him, mate. rugby, just like, play rugby. Because he's still young, exactly. Like he was 19 when he made his debut, uh, I think. And it's just been so much uncertainty for him. He's only 22 now, right? Turning 21, oh, tomorrow actually. Tomorrow's his birthday. There you go. Oh, How about hey, that? Happy birthday,
0: Jordan. Yeah, uh, happy <laughs> birthday, mate.
1: And look, yeah, it's what we want. We want someone to put that stamp on the fullback position. We need someone to just, to just be a fullback, right? We yep. just need, we need, and that's what he needs, I think, as well. Is just to be, I, be an outside center, be a winger, be a fullback pick pick one or tell your coaches what position am I I'm playing there. Right. I know when you're young, you want to do everything you can to get on the field, anything you can for your team, things like that. But at some point it's better for your team to put your foot down when you know what's best for you and you think and you just can say, look, I am a fullback now. I think Eddie Jones will like that as well. Um, when it comes time for looking for a Wallabies fullback, fullback uh, to see someone who is firmly a fullback, who is established as a fullback. Um, and, you know, a sort of rotation of him and Reese Hodge, you know, the older veteran Reece Hodge, the safety net of Reese Hodge yeah. uh, with his kicking game. And then the exciting attacking flair of Geordie Pattaya is a good sort of one, two puncher, a good way that you can adjust your team uh, during a World Cup, you, you know, playing to your strengths in the different games.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the two New Zealand names I have that are standing out for me, Sean Stevenson is the Jordan Pataia, I guess, of New Zealand rugby. Will Jordan mm. is currently sitting out with uh, migraines, so we wish him, obviously, the best luck to come back. Mm. But it opens the door for a player like Sean Stevenson to put his hand up, and, boy, he's put his hand up. Um, was kind of like a mystery how he didn't get selected straight away into the All Blacks XV mm. last year, made his way in. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets selected in... Uh, the rugby championship or even the mid-year tests this year. We do a mid-year test, I think we are. So I would be surprised if he doesn't get selected in that because if he keeps playing at this level. And Cam Roygaard, the number nine for the Hurricanes. Obviously, TJ Perinara has been the Hurricanes' number nine for a, a long time. Mm. Uh, and Cam Roygaard played in the All Blacks XV last year and has put his hand up to dominate again. Finish us off with your last point for Super Rugby, Hugh Z.
1: Uh, well, I've already talked about the at length uh, ad nauseum, some might say, but it's uh, it bears repeating that the Rebels look like a top eight team at the moment. Uh, we talked plenty about this. I won't go too far into it, but uh, they're competing against the, the top teams in the competition. They've obviously this week pulled out the win against the Waratahs. Last week, they had that very tight game uh, against the Hurricanes. Uh, which was great to see, you know, only a six point loss there. And in the first week, I think they unfortunately dropped that game against the force where they probably should have won. Uh, But the rebels look like they can be a top eight team this year. They look like they've got the pieces. They look like they're putting it together. I think similar to the Waratahs, they've got a couple of, you know, fresh faces, a couple of new young pieces that still need some blooding, some experience. And I think they've actually adapted faster than the Waratahs to the new season and their piece, their chemistry's, flowing a bit quicker uh, and a bit earlier this season as compared to the TARS. So for me, the sort of rise of the Rebels, um, in spite of their terrible chance they put out on Instagram, I would say, uh, (laughs) are looking looking good. So they might not sound good, but they're looking good anyway.
0: Shall we talk about the Six Nations now, my friend? We 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 shall. Yeah, look... I've been highly critical. I have been highly critical of a French team that I didn't think were very good. I can't say that I still don't think they're very good um, because they put probably one of the most dominant displays in Six Nations history Mm -hmm. on the English and absolutely crushed them 53 to 10. Now, there's not a lot that scares me in the rugby world being a New Zealand All Blacks fan. Yeah. But... One thing (laughs) does scare me, and that's Jonathan Dante, the number 12 for the French, because he's been out for most of the season or the Six Nations. I I think this was his first game Mm -hmm. back, and he put on a clinic along many of the players there, and I just sat there and was like – I couldn't believe what I woke up to, what I watched. Um, The capitulation of England.
1: um, Usually it's the French surrendering, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just, just it's. I mean the the memes that came out about Eddie Jones leaving, like obviously, yeah. like it's just. I don't know what you say as a, as an English supporter. Like, where do you go from here? We fucked here? up.
1: Eddie, please come back. Uh, leaving ninety-nine voicemails. You know, it's uh, like we could treat you better. I swear. Yeah, I yeah. just
0: i i sat there and I mean. You picked them to win the comp, so you owe every of oh, every oh, pundit an apology. <laughs>
1: yeah, look, I mean, far out. I was wrong. I was super wrong. I thought I thought the English were going to have some spine. You know, I thought they were going to have a bit of pride, but far out. I couldn't they be more wrong. You know, over. They just rolled over. They just, you know, uh, they're making all these jokes about France all throughout history or oh, hundred war hundred years war mate in it you know fucking creasy in uh asian court mate oh we have to save you lot in world war ii all that and you get fucking destroyed like this like how embarrassing 53 points to 10 like far out mate and in your whole super rugby camp yeah, sorry not super Rugby six nations campaign all right although they look at like a bottom eight uh super rugby team right now you know lost to scotland right yeah. uh you know bloody William Wallace is rising from the grave to um, be very happy about that and take revenge on the English, right? You know, somewhat beat an Italian team, you know, only 17 points there against Italy, bottom team in the competition, right? Only beat Wales by 10. Wales who having one of the most horrific years in their rugby history, where they had a player's strike. uh, They've got a new coach coming in. uh, Their front row has an average age of 75. You know, like (laughs) it's, it's, you should have put more than 10 points in them. And then to get absolutely railed by France. So th- th- let me do some, let me do some quick maths here, right? Let me do some quick maths here. Okay. So it's 10 plus 17. All right. Yeah. So the, the, the two games that they've won, they've won by 27 points. They just lost by 43 points and lost by, yeah, they lost, lost by 43 points in that game. So nearly, well, I say nearly, it's bad maths, but nearly double their victory margin in their loss margin alone in that game. Like, that's that's just horrendous. And in fact, let me do some more, let me do some more quick maths here, right? <laughs> so 23 plus 30, oh no, um, well, yeah. So they, they they scored as many points in two games as France put on them in one. That yeah. is pretty, pretty bad. So, look, yeah, I apologise to the other Six Nations teams and uh, England, I'm disappointed in you.
0: Yeah, I mean... There's no doubt. You can't really make much excuses for this performance. And I don't no. know where it goes from here is the only issue.
1: Makes makes Australia's decision to pick up Eddie Jones look that much better. So oh, it inspires a little bit like more confidence in me. Yeah it's, like God.
0: It's just, yeah. it's just disbelief. Green and gold, mate. Green and gold,
1: mate.
0: <laughs> so, yes, the French uh, absolutely destroy the English. Uh, the yep. Wales win the battle of the spoon, I guess you could say. Yep. Um, beating Italy... We both kind of predicted this at the start of the Six Nations thinking that Wales would be too strong for Italy over a much improved Italian side. Yeah. Um, but I think Italy will be bitterly disappointed because that was yeah. their opportunity to take out one of the top teams and they probably let it slip.
1: Yeah, they had a really strong opening week against France. Uh, even against their performances against England and Ireland were nothing to to sniff at. Um, and I think yeah this is probably their most disappointing one of the season, you know, a 12 point loss to, to Wales after losing by 14 to Ireland, uh, losing by 17 to England and losing by five to France. So given some of the Welsh performances this year, you would have thought that it would be a bit closer than that. Um, I think even if it was a close game, the Italians probably would be a little bit happier, but given the result, it's just sort of a, it almost feels like all of the effort they've put in this year has. It has really come to nothing. Like this was the opportunity to win, win a game. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more.
0: And then uh, Ireland march on towards yep. glory, as I predicted, a mm-hmm. grand slam. England, the only ones that can stop them, and England couldn't stop the French from putting fifty on them. So, yep. I wouldn't be surprised if we see an Irish win next week and a grand slam.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh It is very very. As we said before, disappointing for England, but very positive sides for Ireland, who you've had uh, big wraps for this entire year. Your number one team, uh, I believe, uh, this year. Yeah, um, totally. So look, it it makes sense. Uh, did you call them for a grand slam?
0: I did, I did, my friend. I just yeah. I just saw I saw what was happening. I saw they had the home games. I saw the ability they had. Um, and I just knew that that was going to happen. I knew France couldn't go into Ireland and beat France, just like England isn't going to go into Ireland and beat England. Uh, mm. I beat England, beat Ireland because it's just not going to happen. Like yeah. this Irish team's just too good. Scotland couldn't even do it. Um, and I think that Scotland Scotland might have played at home. Uh, so I just I saw all these games, and uh, I just I felt like an Irish Grand Slam was was the easy choice realistically.
1: Uh. Think you might be right. Anyway, well, often, uh, often
0: the way it is, my friend. Hmm.
1: Hmm. All right. Sure. <laughs> uh, look, yeah, it's a it's it's a great campaign from the Irish and a team to fear heading into the World Cup.
0: Definitely. Um, that's 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 the the two big tournaments going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um. What I will say is, April first, me and Husey will be doing a live stream of that Waratahs versus Brumbies game, yeah. in Canberra, in the Sportsbook Studio. So make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel for that, because uh, we are great commentators. Uh, no Absolutely. Lies. Uh Stand sport, eat your heart out. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, other than that, uh, one hell of a round up the Dura. Yes. Uh, yes. Silver baby. Yeah. Uh, and we will see you all next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye. bye <laughs>